One, three, two, one. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the RC3 podcast. We are broadcasting to you live from the Hell's Tavern Studio, the beautiful Hell's Tavern Studios. I am your host, RC3, and in studio with me today, the lovely, my lovely co host, <laughs> Heather, Heather Bear. How's it going, man? So, Heather. She likes to be mysterious, so she's gonna be, she's gonna be off camera here. But her input and her uh, and her information is impeccable. <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> you keep on bringing me back, so something has to be good. Right. So, how was your day? It was good. It's a good work day. Got out early, and I'm just coming to enjoy the rest of my day with you. Nice. Get a look at you for a few hours. Hopefully, it's a pretty good way to spend your day. Oh yeah. For any female out there, it's a, it's, a, it's a good day to spend. It's a good way to spend their day. Um, I guess for us right now. <laughs> I, want, I want to thank everybody who's uh, who's joining us live right now. Y'all, y'all can send us some questions, and uh, I'll be happy to answer them. We'll be happy to answer them. We got Manny from Manny behind the mic coming on in a few minutes to talk about a very important case that is uh, happening as we speak. No, the case already happened. But it's a it's the situation uh, is happening as we speak, and the days are counting down. And for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, of course, we're talking about Melissa Lucio. She is sentenced. Uh, she is on death row right now, sentenced to uh, become executed through lethal injection on what the 27th, April 27th, April 27th. Okay. And and on that note, did you did you get to see the um, our first email that we had no I, I didn't i haven't really looked into that it was actually about this case i'm a bad co-host i need to do my homework more often well we'll talk about that when you're when you're pay when your pay raise comes <laughs> yeah yeah that's what i was gonna say <laughs> hey what's going on man am i on okay can you hear me sound clear pretty all clear right, cool all right man uh hey well thanks for taking my call first of all uh this is steve from Sam Benito calling in. Steve from San and, Benito. Uh, I gotta say, man, I really enjoy the program. Uh, something uh, different to listen to, you know? Different flavor than your typical, you know, you know, ultra opinionated podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I don't know if she be offended by that. <laughs> does involve y'all's take, though, on a particular issue that's pretty hot here in texas but talk to me what is it at the national level it's, it's gained some attention as well um now i don't have all the facts as to what you know the case comprises of but I could, if i could just offer my understanding from what i've been able to gather just from reading you know various articles and and websites and you know what i've heard in the radio is Apparently, there is an innocent woman that's on death row, and she's trying to basically fight for her freedom. And there's evidence that that backs her up that can help that happen. That's what we're going to talk about. Yeah. Which makes for a very interesting uh, and obviously, you know, debatable case, right? Very debatable. He said innocent. Uh, What are your thoughts on that? I know y'all don't normally talk about things like that, but. What are your thoughts on, on what should Texas do 
with this Melissa Lucio situation slash case, et cetera, et cetera. All right. Thanks, guys. Hey, well, thank you, Big Steve from San Benito. Oh, shit. Well, thanks to Big Steve Sal out of San Benito, Texas. That's very awesome. but he does ask a very important question, right? Like, like we were talking about earlier, this Melissa Lucio case, it's one of those cases that involves a whole bunch of, of different societal aspects, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you got, you got drug addiction, right? You got issues of mental health. Poverty. Poverty. You got issues of political corruption. Mm-hmm. I mean the what the DA what what's his Villalobos, Villalobos right? Mm-hmm. He's he's in jail as we speak. Correct. For taking bribes for favorable outcomes. Yeah. You know, so there's a whole bunch of different questions and I got a lot of opinions on this. Oh, so do I. And it's you know, when when Steve called in, I think the thing that stood out the boat the most to me was when he said she was innocent. Right. Because I don't know, I'm, I'm I don't think there's innocence in that. Because how could you know? Correct. You know, it's just, it's a very sticky situation. Right, because and, and not even the kids agree on this. I think even her kids are 50-50. Yeah. I think she has some that, you know, are saying like, okay, go to hell. And then some are like defending the mom. Right. Saying that she is innocent. But, you know, I think that's something that we're going to get into because I have a lot of ideas and you know opinions and maybe right. we share the same maybe we don't and i guess that's where it gets fun we get to we get to debate we get to debate things like this and what makes it even better is that we got manny from manny behind the mic on standby and he's been very involved in this case oh, so awesome. he's gonna he's gonna share with us his opinion and again sometimes you know we're gonna agree we're gonna disagree yeah and the question of today is is melissa lucio guilty or innocent Right, that at the end of the day of murder, of murder, right, yeah. of murder, yeah, correct. Because at the end of the day, she's on death row. Correct, yeah. And so that's where that's where this this case kind of involves, and this questions of death row, mm-hmm. capital punishment. So without further ado, we're going to introduce Mr. Manny. Hey guys, what's up, man? How you doing? Hey guys, how you doing? So you've been you've been really really involved in this case. And uh, and I've I've looked to you for for a lot of information uh, on this on this situation. Excuse me. Now, I don't think there's a lot of people that don't know the at least the basics on this case. So could could you or would you I would say just provide just a quick brief outline of of what of what exactly happened? Yeah, basically uh, in, in 2007, Melissa Lucio was. Uh, put on trial for really was murder of a two-year-old child and that does carry the the death penalty and um, there were questions as to all kind of a child abuse and bruising on the baby's body uh, front photos from the medical examiner uh, during the autopsy and uh, so everybody actually the medical examiner assumed well look at all these bruises she, they, somebody beat the crap out of her and uh her defense attorney was no big help his name is peter gilman 
He is from the valley down here. And um, there was so much evidence. They talked to the entire family. You know, was Melissa a violent person? Was she abusive? You know, since she was a kid. And the answer from everyone was no. She was never abusive. She was never violent. She didn't even discipline her own kids when it came just to basic discipline. Right. So, you know, how did she become a cold-blooded killer now when Mariah was born? And, and it killed her, but didn't do anything else. There is drug abuse. Uh, she was addicted to, to drugs, and she would admittedly, and the other family members would say she'd lock herself up in the bathroom two or three hours at a time. Right. And she wouldn't come out until she was over her high or whatever. And uh, a lot of kids, you know, a total of 12, 14, if you count the two that she had in prison. Uh, she had twins. Um, so there are 12 children, a lot of them. I mean, it's a big household, a lot of kids running around. And so the story is, well, they want to say that she abused Mariah, punched her in the head, hit her in the head. Other, another angle is that she fell down the stairs. Another angle is that Melissa threw her down the stairs. And yet another angle is that some of the old, other brothers and sisters pushed her down the stairs because they didn't like that sibling. They didn't like Mariah. Well, that was one of the narratives that was in the documentary. Yeah. Right. And, yeah, um, and, and there is, and there is, you know, uh, the investigator, Lynn Marie Garcy, received a pretty much verbal confession. Said, yeah, I, you know, from one of the daughters. And she said, yeah, I did it. So what? What are you going to do? Arrest me? And that's that's on tape with the attorney. The attorneys have that tape, and that was recorded. Why has so, the tape been released? Uh, but that's attorney decide not not to release that. I don't know what why they what their reasons are, but yeah, they they will not release that. At least not yet. But that is contradicted by by the daughter, right? Just 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 so we're clear. Well, that's one way to put it. Yeah. They, well, I mean, have, it, that's that's she she does say that 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 she never confessed to that. She says she never confessed to it, and, and they've also said, you know, they've kind of flip flopped on the issue of was your mother abusive? And first it was yes, and first, then it was no, and then it was well, I don't know, I didn't see it myself, and then, well, you know, she pushed her or whatever, or threw her on the bed or something. You know, it just it's very in inconsistent. Which is why the the film producer um, Sabrina Van Tassel did not put her interview in the movie. She says she was just inconsistent, inconsistent, and all over the place, and she didn't feel right about including that segment. I, mean, I think that would be that would have been important information, though. Just the 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 inconsistency itself. Possibly, you know, and it, it would have raised a lot of questions for sure. Like, why are they saying this and now they're saying that? Or you know, what's going on? I mean, so, so going back to the very beginning, Mariah was born in 2004, right? Yep. She was born November 2004. Three weeks after she was born, she went right into foster care. She was born and they found drugs in her system. And they, right, they immediately, her mom, never, Melissa never had her from birth. Right. So, so they sent her to foster care. Right. So then... At the so from the time and she was born into a very poverty stricken household with a whole bunch of kids, drug addiction. I mean, it's it's not to be sugarcoated. I mean, it is what it is, right? Yeah, it was not a good situation. Okay, and so I haven't heard a lot of people say this fact that she was in foster care for 
her the entirety of her life for two years for almost a whole two years yeah right and so when melissa got her back melissa uh got her back because she tested uh she tested negative for drugs and claims that she had been off of drugs since since january of that year and she got her back in november so she was she claims she was drug free for about nine months right this, this is an addict this is an addict who's who's yep. who's who's battling withdrawals and you know addiction and she now has her daughter in her possession who she never had a connection with i mean that's safe that's safe yep. to say safe to right? say yep and so by the from the time that she got mariah which was in november mm. to the time that this incident happened it was only three months yeah. because she got her in november of 2006 and this incident happened in february of oh, 2007 yeah. Am I, is everything, yeah. Am I, am I clear on it? Mm -hmm. And uh, and so one of the claims from the daughters is, and you might know more about this is than I than I do, is that the abuse happened after after they they got back from foster care. Yeah, they're they're saying that the abuse happened as soon as they got her back. Right, and that it didn't happen before. But I mean, from a if you look at it from a from a drug abuse perspective, you know, and if you know the reason why people are into drugs uh they a lot of it is for, as an escape right because melissa mm -hmm. and you could be i mean you should be sympathetic to her to her upbringing and to to the, the tragedy that was her her childhood sexual abuse rape by family members that's fucked up dude very very messed up and so she she's obviously battling mental mental health issues and the drugs maybe provided some kind of an escape right yeah. Now, so if she was, if she had been clean for nine months, as she claims, and she did test clean, and um, this is a, diff a very different woman than was on the drugs. I mean, is that safe to say? Yeah. Maybe. You say I'm that. Sure she was just very, uh, what's the word? Like agitated. Maybe you know, agitated. And again, like I'm not. Again, I'm not. I'm, I haven't been convinced either or but I'm, I'm just trying to i mean to bring i mean a very real scenario into the case a mm -hmm. very real possibility right and so maybe before when when the feelings of anger and emotional outlash would come she would find an escape in 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 the drugs lock herself up in the restroom just not deal with the kids yeah. for for hours at a time right and then when she would come out well she you know she she had her fix and and you know and she was ready to come out but without that outlet of of the drugs now she had to now she had to face her emotions right now who made the claim that that she that mariah had had a broken arm for at least two to seven weeks yeah there was a fracture it was not a broken arm but it was a fracture and who made that claim i do not know that's something that was found by the medical examiner by the medical, by the medical as, as examiner when they that, did the they did the autopsy then that night right yep correct. the night that it happened now is has that been disputed by by anybody well they can't dispute it they just don't know how it happened they don't know where right. it happened. no 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 but but the fact that she did have her her arm broken that's that's a fact established that there was a fracture yes yes right and so this happened in a period of three months if if were to take the expert advice two to seven weeks this kind of happened right away after after she was in melissa's custody again yeah so to speak 
And see, and the, the other part of this was some people believe that the abuse could have happened in foster care. You know, the head injury, the fatal head injury, and then they gave her back. Now, when they gave her back to Melissa, there was not even a uh, physical physical an examination examination done. I'm right. They said, okay, you can go back, and they and they went and they dropped her off, and they never followed up and checked on her. They never came back to visit. You know, two days later, five days later, seven days later, never came back to visit. That's ever. weird. But and is that Melissa, that they have to follow? Well, usually there is follow up, and, um, especially if there was if there's been a history of any kind of either drug abuse or otherwise. No, but like at the moment of release, is there like a procedure that they have to follow where the child gets examined or, or anything like that? I assume that there was. I unless I'm wrong, but I assume that there was. Oh, but more important for, for me was that they didn't follow up after they dropped off Mariah. Yeah. You know, a week later, two weeks later, nothing. There was it. They just there. You go. She's here. Take care. Especially being released to somebody that is a drug user that's abused, stuff like that. Right, right. If she was such a horrible person, yeah. Right. If she was such a horrible person and abusive and violent and a drug addict, why would you bring her back in the first place? Correct. But if you do, well, you're gonna have somebody check on her every two days or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, that could also be because they just don't have the resources. Yeah, that's possible. Um, but again, that's just that's just that's just speculation because I think we, yeah, we don't know. I, yeah, I think a lot of people uh, the ball was dropped in a lot of a lot of places. Right. So let me ask you: Do you are you one who believes that Melissa didn't abuse Mariah? Yes, I am on that train that she did not abuse Mariah. Mariah was Melissa was never a violent person. I mean, they go back to her childhood. They talk to family members. They talk to CPS, and not one person said, "Oh yeah, she was violent." I mean, at all. And then they spoke with the uh, therapist, Mr. Pinkerton, and he's like, "Yeah, she doesn't have a, like a violent bone in her body. That's not. It's not in her makeup. It's not in her DNA." So for her just to become violent after having Mariah just out of nowhere. But those aren't one hundred. Those aren't one hundred percent profiles, though, right? Like, there's there's outlier cases. Well, I mean, happen. of course, I mean, stuff does happen, but it just it just didn't fit. It didn't fit the way the kind of person that Melissa is. When while she was on drugs, uh, at all, even when she was on drugs, they they there was no history of violence or anything. Right, I guess. But but what I'm saying is that she might have been a different person off of the drugs. While going through withdrawals. Oh, I, oh yeah, I, w- I would say so. Or the right. drugs could have made her a different person. Even a or drug, right. Mean, Even just right. the fact of... For, so it, it, it could go either or. Yeah. It could go either or on that one. Yeah. Now, what what about, what about do you make of these of the, the court documents that say that Melissa admitted to pinching the vagina of Mariah? Now, I don't know that she actually ever admitted that. But, but it is nonetheless in, in the court documents. Yeah. That I honestly can't speak to. Uh, all I know is that the actual, what they call the confession. Right. So I, I don't know. Besides, we haven't even mentioned it, whether you saw the movie or not. Yes. Yes, sir. Um, it was, you know, six or seven hours of show me how you hit the kid and show me how you hit the right. kid, hit, hit Mariah. And, and then at the end, at the very end, she's like, well, I guess I did it. You know, she said, I guess I did it. And it's. Yeah. I mean, that's sketchy as it is right there. 
Yeah, that is sketchy. That is, especially after saying no, you know, over a hundred times. I think right. she comes to a point where she is just so exhausted. And then being pregnant yeah. at the time. Plus, I mean, if... That's the thing, man, is that you, you try to put yourself in that situation, right? What would you do? But there's a, there's a lot of different factors. that you, So somebody could say, well, a, a normal mother, as soon as knowing that your two-year-old daughter fell from a from a two-story flight of stairs would immediately go to the to the hospital now that was my initial reaction like mm-hmm. I, I try to put myself in that situation but right you, if but, I had, but you if gotta I had, re- you gotta remember this too yeah it was more it was moving thought, and then and then okay uh like if i had seen my my two-year-old fall from a, or even secondhand saw him fall from a second from a two-story flight of stairs my normal reaction would be like it doesn't matter how he if he looks fine or not like this is not this is not a fall just a standard scratch or a standard bump or a standard uh fall like this is this is serious you know uh but then if i had had if my son looks fine and i had had cps on my ass for the last for the last five five to ten years do you take that chance you know, so that's and then you can add the fact that there's you know eleven other children as well. You know, right? And, and, then, and it was moving day; they were moving from one apartment to another. Right, and but not but everyone. That's not an excuse. Well, sure, it can be. You know, many times she had the other children police the other younger kids because she was not right, there, no, no, or she but was. I'm like, but I'm saying how how somebody reacts after a after a fall from a flight of stairs like that. Yeah, I mean, it's not even clear to me at what point did she know that there was an accident. That too, it could have been right away. It could have been hours later. Yeah, I mean, like, it could have happened. At... Packing up a van of nine kids to go to the hospital for one child, like she probably just thought, like, but, but rub in... some dirt on it, she'll be okay. Cause... But in the police report, it doesn't it say that she was the husband was out moving stuff. Yeah. And she was inside packing, and the husband had told the kids to go inside and and play inside or whatever. And that this and th- this is according to Melissa, and that all of this happened was while the kids got distracted, they went outside, and that she fell. Right, that she fell down the stairs. It's also noteworthy to mention that she did have a would you call it a handicap, Mariah? Yeah, her foot was. She had a, a very inward gait. So it was almost like pigeon-toed, pigeon-footed, right. and her right foot was that way. Which would mean that, that which would mean that she she was prone to fall. Did fall a lot, yeah, on her own. I mean, that's, that's an important fact too. It is, and that and that kind of could could put the fact out there that um, you know she could have fallen, she could have fallen, and she fell a lot from what the other kids say. Yeah. Okay. So then, so then, according to to uh, to the police reports, Melissa finds finds this out. It, it, it doesn't say that she found it out later. It said that she that she found it out as as it happened, right? Because the one of the other kids saw and yeah, I don't know him. when when she found out, how soon, and then honestly, I don't even know. I don't even know when it happened. Like when it actually happened. It could have been earlier in the morning. It could have been that afternoon. It could have been in that that evening. Well, I mean, again, according to the police reports, it happened right after the the father left to go 
to to go move some stuff yeah but when, when you're moving you're moving all day you're yeah. not moving early in the morning only or at lunchtime you know what i mean okay that's a good point <clears throat> Plus, so I, and, and again you got to add there's 11 kids running around you you know at some point she left it to the older kids to help corral and you know that's a lot of parents to do yeah okay so okay so so far so good so then she realizes that she fell she doesn't see any trauma yep. right which is completely different i mean just for the record from what the medical examiner said okay so yes okay so we'll we'll, we'll, we'll get to there so then that night she says that they ate tamales I think this happened on a Wednesday night or maybe a Thursday night, but they, that they ate tamales and she couldn't hold anything down. And the next morning she says that they ate cereals and that she did better, but that throughout the day she went back to showing signs of not being able to hold any of the food down. Mm. That she, was, she was gritting her teeth and that Melissa thought that it could have been a cold. I mean, it was February. I mean, yeah, but some, some it, kind I mean, of flowish symptom or something. You know. I mean, it, it really, I, I I find that hard to believe. But but we'll we'll I guess I think we'll draw swords on that later. <laughs> but uh, so then this the same thing happened the following day. The morning again, she was gritting her teeth and she wasn't eating, so she put her down for a nap. This was on a Saturday, and she never woke up. The they called they called the, the i guess the the ambulance they called 911 and they get there on 7 p.m that night right now what, what what was it that that the that the ambulance uh what do you call them the first responder paramedics the paramedics said upon seeing mariah that she was limp and she um did i read this that she had uh, she had already lost color and uh they oh, were just trying yeah, to okay. revive her but that her the, body had gone limp I, th I thought you mean like she was walking around limp. no like yeah she was, no that she was yeah she was already at, like out she and, was already, right yeah do we know how long it takes for a body to go to that stage where you know the the changing of the color comes in i that i mean it, yeah, it, it, it shouldn't I, be that it, it doesn't take that long once the blood stops flowing right oh it happens pretty fast flowing. It happens pretty fast because the the uh, another medical expert that was asked to to examine all this said even the fact of the EMTs putting their hands on a body and putting her on a stretcher or on a on a bed that alone that quick will leave bruise marks where they where their hands were right oh, wow. okay you know, a lot of people have their entire backside bruised from the bed that they laid on right when you turn them over they look like somebody beat the crap out of them all up and down their back but it's actually because of that of that uh the blood stops clotting say okay so an interesting little aside or a little little factoid that i'd heard on another podcast was that when they asked melissa how this happened she had told him she had told them that she that she had fallen from 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 the stairs but since they since they had already moved the, par the paramedics assumed that she was talking about the current set of stairs there at their at their new apartment, which wasn't the two story set of stairs. So in their minds, yeah. that story didn't jive. But that's also because they probably didn't know that the about about the fall from the from the two story flight of stairs. Yeah. But they also said that she was a little standoffish and that she wasn't behaving in a 
in a normal in a normal fashion, right? In the, uh, I should say a normal fashion, but the way you would expect a mother to behave who had just lost a child. Yeah, you know, I don't know that she knew that she had lost a child yet. Because she was taken right away once the EMT took off with the child. They took Melissa and they took her in to question her. Right. So she never she never had a chance to grieve like like any parent would. Like anybody would. Oh, no, man, I, I, over I, I, think, I think I'd be in fucking tears, man. Yeah, but even at that, who's to say it's the right way to act? Yeah, you know what I mean? Also like, yeah. the court's going to say, like, oh, well, she had no emotion. At that time, I think you're still in shock. You can't. What emotion's correct to show? You know what I mean? I mean, but, and, but and if you look at if you look at the pattern of behavior that people show with, in cases like this, I mean, if somebody's saying, if if somebody who's been around cases like that before is, is saying that this is a pattern of behavior that I don't recognize attached to this to this incident, then it's for a reason. Like, there's there's a general pattern that uh, that is established, right? But remember, she didn't have a bond with this child. She only had the child for three months. Compared yeah. to somebody that would have had the child for two and a half years, or, you point. know what I mean? That's a good point. There is yeah. no connection. That's very important there. And I, I also looked at at the documentary where they show footage of of Melissa, and there was never a lot of expression on her on her face over there. She was at parties and things, and they were showing her. Mm -hmm. And she was always kind of just, you know, stone faced. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's safe to say that she was probably pretty messed up. She was probably stoned. <laughs> She's probably stoned. They could be, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, okay, so I think is that a, a, an accurate timeline of, of events? Yeah, yeah. It's an accurate timeline of events. Okay, and so, and then, that's that, where that's where her six or seven hours of interrogation pretty much right. started. And so then at the, at the hospital, so okay, so before we we get more into our opinions on this situation, at the hospital. The medical examiner who who did the autopsy who removed the clothes she said that it was the most horrible case of child abuse that she had ever seen how do you feel about that I think like that i guess i guess my, my initial response is like i mean i don't think she has a dog in the hunt right like with her experience with her with her with her expertise on like i th shouldn't she be able to distinguish child abuse from from a fall yeah let's talk about experience uh, that, that medical examiner, I forget her name right now. I got it written down somewhere. Wasn't it uh, Farley? Is it? Is it? She she was new to the business. She was How new you? to uh, within two years, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I thought and, she was experienced in that. But oh, no. in fact, she's, she's, a, she's a defendant and she's being sued by two other entities right now hmm. for false claims of similar to, to this situation with melissa oh, yeah wow. oh that's interesting i didn't know that yeah and then in fact the the other medical expert that they brought in at way at the end of the documentary i would have put him in way earlier in the documentary but they put him she put her way at the back end he explained all this why there's bruising and you know that that brings up another point is that melissa uh, mariah i think expired the day before or earlier earlier that night because John came, the timeline is a little off. John came, John says he went to visit her. John is one of her older sons. He, he wasn't living there at the time. The old son. No, he was not. Right. Okay. And he came to see Mariah. That and same he, day? The This was the night before. The night before? Yeah, this, she, this all she, happened. So she this passed happened, away or, or the night before the incident? The night before 
she was she was considered she passed. passed away. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So he came to see her, and he said she was. She he felt her cold, and he didn't know if she was asleep or just lifeless. The night before, interesting. And so he he walked away, and you know to this point to this day he does regret you know what if i could have done something so i i don't know i'm thinking most likely she was already gone you know and now we're talking hours before the mt got there but but how does that i mean if that were true how does that help melissa in any way i'm, I'm not saying it does help her anyway it's just it goes back to you know it, it's not it's not if you're looking for abuse i mean that doesn't mean that there's abuse at and not in melissa's hand anyway right but I, I don't, the examiner wasn't saying that that's what was the abuse the, the examiner said that there was that there was visible you know pinches to the vagina bite marks on the back bite marks on the back one missing bite hair. mark that they called the bite mark missing hair and the, the the hair part that could be due to the other sisters that were bullies there's two other of the older sisters that were that didn't like her either or it could be abuse like we're like we're like we're speculating right or it could be abuse yeah again we're talking about abuse from someone who's never been abusive to any of her kids her whole life or never been violent person herself prior to being being off prior to having prior mariah. i'll say prior to having mariah right but like again like one of the claims of, of one of the daughters is that she wasn't abusive before before she she was uh before she was clean but once she was clean once they got him back from the foster care was when when she started becoming abusive i don't know that that's the case she was i think she was doing drugs even before well the other kids were home well but well before mariah was born and oh no, yeah, was, yeah yeah and she wasn't right, abusive right. to any of those kids no no what, what i'm saying is that that she was that she had been clean yeah, so she had yeah, been clean yeah. nine months before before she got Mariah back and the and the rest of the kids. What was it? Nine other ones because I think three had already had already reached. Uh, they were they weren't minors anymore. Yep. And one was John, right? Right. Okay, so there was something you said earlier, man. That that really that jumped jumped out at me because I, I don't I don't I don't know in my mind like how how to how to make sense of this right because this is night and day right if you're melissa lucio who says that she didn't see anything wrong with mariah after she had fallen right meaning that by any standards she looked she looked okay yeah right and then the medical examiner on the other hand looks at her and says this is the worst case of child abuse that I, she had ever seen broken arm bite marks like somebody's lying yeah but a bite mark that was never ruled as a bite mark officially right but the broken arm you know the bite i mean okay so, so the, the mark, fracture not a real the, break the hair pull, fracture the, uh, the, you know the pinches to the vagina like she she was obviously in very very bad shape right so, so somebody's lying here like who's who's telling the truth is the medical examiner lying or is melissa lucio saying the truth when she says that she looked normal and what about one of her siblings they said they'd put vinegar in her bottle and give her that bottle baby bottle with vinegar in it Whoa, whoa. say that say that one more time uh-huh yeah <laughs> those two, there are two sisters one is selena and the other one is alexandra alexandra marie right which is the which are the ones that have that TikTok situation right yep and they you know and, and i hate going there with this but you know what the, the fact is they stated they didn't feel closeness to her they did not feel close to her because most likely 
because it wasn't from a different father. And they bullied her a lot. They bullied her a lot. And one of the things they did was put vinegar in her baby bottle and feed that to her. That's horrible. Was this in foster care or was this? No, after, this, is, this is when they're back home, when she's with the family. And so, and they admitted to this. Yeah. And this is where. And they, and they interviewed in the documentary, they interview Alexandra and she's just sitting there kind of, yeah, you know, I didn't feel closest to her. I didn't feel like she was my sister. And she just very nonchalant. I guess like, what I'm asking is, is where can I see this that that they that they admitted to putting vinegar in her bottle? That's in the doc, uh, that's in the uh, deleted scenes footage on uh, Sabrina Van Tassel's video uh, uh, YouTube page. So there's a good possibility that some of this abuse did come from the siblings and not Melissa. In my heart of heart, you know, I could I I I keep going to. Either it was an accident and the little kid fell, Mariah fell, hit her head, or one of these other sisters pushed her, made her fall, kind of to make something happen, but not necessarily did they want to kill her, right? But a head injury, you know, you know, nowadays we know what happens to a, what we think could be a simple head injury. Look what happened to Bob Saget. Oh, yeah. You know, they're yeah. saying he hit his head on the headboard. Now he's, you know, he never woke up from that. Right. So, but I guess, like, isn't so? Then we're just really just speculating, right? Yeah, that's, um, and that's what I mean. That there's no actual proof. Right. That what I call a smoking gun. That Melissa is a killer. Is a murderer. Which I mean, we're, we're going to end up. I'm assuming at the same place. You know, um, because if you if you were to conclude that it was at the very least negligent homicide um then she very she's, well could have already done her time yeah two to two to 20 is uh typical for neg negligent homicide and that would put her out right about now without without early release for a good behavior you know she could be out in less than 15 years but it'd be right around now when the, the natural process of release would happen Right. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say that you don't think she should be put to death. Absolutely not. I don't think you she know, should be put to death either. When there's so much doubt, I say, when there's doubt, I always say when there's doubt, there is no doubt. You know, and, and then you got the problem with the jurors. You know, the, the, the jurors are now four of them that's, came that's forward. All, that's a good point also, yeah. You know, to and say, you know what, had I known, and then the DA, I mean, there's a lot of little things that are huge. And, and Heather, where, where do you... After hearing, after hearing all this stuff, where, where do you fall on? I don't think, you know, she should get the death penalty. I think there was a, a lot of negligence on her part as a mother. But again, we weren't there. Like, can you imagine raising 12 children on your own, maybe? Yeah. You know, going through all these things, the drug abuse, you know, losing your kids for two years, then coming back. And I don't know. I think she just neglected maybe Mariah a little bit more than all the other kids. And I think she should do time for, for that. You know what I mean? I think Neglect, like her ne neglected her because of that separation of that two years when she was just taken away mm -hmm. and they never had a chance to bond. Correct. Yeah. But that wouldn't merit murder. That wouldn't oh, that merit, merit the death it. penalty. Right. No, but. And, and also just because she was a drug abuser, it doesn't make her a murderer instantly automatically. True. Cause, cause somebody's an addict doesn't make them a murderer. Yeah, I mean, it's also it's also important to say that not even the children agree 
mm-hmm. on what happened, right? So we're just we're three people on the outside speculating about about what happened. So, I mean, a woman's about to be put to death. Like I said, like I don't. My opinions on whether she's a good person or not, I don't think she's a good person. Yeah, I wouldn't send her a Mother's Day gift. Like, right? Um, very neglectful, um, abusive, dude. I I still don't know. Like, I mean, again, like there's as in my mind, there's as big as a possible, there's a, a big a possibility that she was abusive to Mariah as that the, Mariah was bullied by the other kids or both. Yeah. Or both. Or by all all the other kids too. Right. Or both because I still I still feel like. Okay, so in those three months, dude, what I mean, neglect is criminal. When you know, when your daughter, two-year-old daughter, has a fracture, whether you're close to her or not is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Whether a little human being in your care has a fracture in her arm, and you do nothing about it, yeah, like that's fine. Well, po- I mean, it's possible that you don't even know about a fracture. How, how, how would she have know known about that? Oh, it's very easy. Even kids don't know that. A lot, you know, the, the body has a reflex that puts their body in shock. So a lot of times there's a fracture and they won't even know it. And then two hours later, it's like, oh, man, my arm hurts real bad. And that's that's the body's own protective measure. I find that hard. I, I find that hard to believe. That could be understandable that, you know what, at the time of the fracture, maybe the adrenaline's going, the kids aren't focusing on that part. Right. But after a few hours... Even with a small fracture, the body part swells. The part, the body part bruises. Yes. Not all of them. I've had a hairline fracture on my foot. I didn't even know it was there. I just felt a little bit of pain. And but do you also you think get... that's because we're older? But but see, but but also compared to a two year old, you know what I mean? And if it was visible, I mean, for, to the medical examiner right away, like. I well, because they... remember, at that point too, they're they're looking at everything with a magnifying glass. They're like, whoa. Look at all these look at this bruising. Right. And, but that, you know, that's still that's still not jiving. That's still not jiving. That that that's a that's a piece of information that that I, I, I can't get past. Okay, let's skip the fracture and go to the part where she's not holding food down. The grinding of the teeth. Don't you think at that point she should have taken her to the doctor? I, I also think she was like dehydrated. Once you're dehydrated, us as adults, we look different, we feel different, we act different. Right. Why at that moment did she not, you know, maybe tell her husband or one of the older kids, hey, watch the kids because I need to take her to the hospital. I need to take her to the doctor. Yeah, and that's true. Normally speaking, if your kid's not eating, you're you're all over that. Like, why? how come they're not eating? Okay, let's see what happens at lunch. No, they didn't eat lunch. But then you add to that, if, if what John says is true, like, how, you, do you know John? I've talked to him a bunch. I met with him. Credible. Yeah, we've we, yes, yes. Credible guy. If what he says is true, that the day before she was already cold. Man, dude. Why? That, why, that, could, why, why couldn't you? Why couldn't? Why is it such a leap to believe that she was abusive? If if all those things are true, like why is it such a leap to maybe assume that this woman was just having a hard time and and being sober, in in dealing in dealing with like nine kids in the house. And See, but, but that that doesn't make it any more ways that she hadn't done before. But that doesn't know? make it any more of an abuse case. What do you I mean? mean she, Mariah case. fell and, and hit her head. What if what if nobody knew she hit her head and one day she went to bed and never woke up? Right, right. But um, so we agreed on the fact that that she shouldn't be put to death, right? Because the circumstances are just that unclear, right? I guess, I guess my, my only point was when I mentioned earlier that I I don't think she's a good person, right? That's that's my opinion because there's a lot of those little facts that don't jive. 
but that's not to say that she should be put to death. Yeah. Because what's that saying that goes better for ten innocent men to go free than for one innocent for, the, for one? No, no, no. I said that in reverse. <laughs> better for ten guilty men to go free than for one innocent man to suffer. Right. And so, like, I'm not for the death penalty. I mean, you really have to. The, the, I, I am. I am. Still. No, I'm not. I'm not. Like, like for me, the, ca- the case has to be really, really crystal clear. Exactly. And exactly. Hundred percent airtight. Perfect. Yeah, and this doesn't meet that be. standard, in my opinion. And I, I agree with you there. You know, when and, I first and, watched the documentary, I thought, yeah, like, give her the chair. You know what I mean? Because I'm a woman. I children like just it's dealing with a child right and she just looked like how could you allow this to happen now knowing more of the facts i don't think she should be put to death but she should do time and she has done time do i think that's enough to say like okay that's what mariah's life was worth maybe not but who's to say that you know how how old is she now Uh, melissa lucio how old is melissa lucio she's uh 50 Three going on 54, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, so maybe she's a little bit too old to have more children, but let's say she was younger. What if she had another child and did it again? You know what I mean? Like, that that that's what goes through my head. I, I don't think she should be released anytime soon. But that's just my opinion. I don't think she should right. be, put to, be put to death, but being released, I still don't think she but should. But legally, if negligent homicide is 2 to 20. Yeah. You know, and I think Texas is a... 75 or 85 percent state something like that right i think she'd be pretty close at the 15 year mark to just be ready for release yeah and and it's also interesting to point out that not even the kids agree on on uh on what should happen to her right i think uh selena and the other the ones on tiktok that they that they don't think she should be put to death either but that she should be in jail okay i mean am i wrong correct me if i'm wrong They've they flip flopped on that a little bit too. That's uh, what I heard them say. Yeah, for sure. They 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 don't agree on Melissa's innocence. They claim right. that there was abuse. Other claims there wasn't. And that depending on when you spoke with them in the past, there was and there wasn't. And then what what it, do you consider abuse? You know, is anything abuse? Period. Um. And just well, nowadays the... I think that's a tricky situation because. But what's the legal standard? I mean, there there's a legal standard for that. Yeah, is there? I mean, what is it? Um, there has to be a legal standard for that. <laughs> no, but now kids call CPS on anything because they don't get to play with their Xbox and their mom slapped them. Like, it's the system classifies abuse differently than you know what back then when we were younger, how our parents would discipline us. You know what I mean? Yep. It, it's just it's a tricky conversation, I guess. The abuse part, right? But the negligence—that's a given. Like. <laughs> So, so okay, so we all agree she shouldn't be she shouldn't be put to death. No, I don't think she she should. And I Correct. think most people and I think most people agree on that, right? You know, you have some people who don't know anything about the case, and they read five minutes of something, and they're no death penalty. Put her, you know, <laughs> send her to the chair. Fry him. Fry him. My cousin Vinny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. And, and that's I mean, why I, I, I have to deflect so much. I get into these comments, you know, people talk about it and I comment and people, oh, the bite marks. I'm like, well, there was no bite mark. It was not a, it's not a bite mark. That looked like a bite mark. But, but then this, when okay, you, but, but this, 
okay, you're making absolute statements, but there's a difference of opinion on that. Go on. No, I'm, 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 I'm telling you. <laughs> go, go ahead. <laughs> Give me your opinion on it. No, no, I'm, no, but, no, but you are making an absolute statement. You're I, saying okay, that. Okay, I that follow the science. There was definitely no bite marks, but two medical examiners disagree on that. Uh, one medical examiner. You just don't like one. <laughs> no, the other one at the end of the film, it's like there, there's no, there's no 100% evidence that this is a bite mark. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Like it's, like we can't speak in absolutes. You can't say that there's no bite marks. And if, and if, they, they, and if they thought it was a bite mark, why didn't they do a mold of Melissa's mouth or whoever else's mouth they thought it might have been? Because we're in the fucking valley, dude. No, it would have it would happen anyway. But one was never ordered. They said, "Nah, no." It's it's. I mean, okay. I mean, but also they they did a drug test on her that night, and that never even that there was no don't uh, there was no uh, outcome on that either. Yeah, no. Which which goes to show you like the amount of uh, what incompetence. And then we're not even talking about her defense. Or via lobos, like. And okay, so let's. I mean, we haven't even gotten into that. So. I mean that's that's another that's another tentacle that's that's hanging over this case, right? Or that's wrapped in this case is that the that the DA that was involved in this case, Villalobos, was his first name? Armando Villalobos. Is he still in jail? He is now under supervision. He was oh, incarcerated. Nice. He was incarcerated up until a few months ago. I'm and now, like in a good prison too. <laughs> what a guy! I believe yeah. now it's a four or five years of supervision. So so this guy gets sent sent to prison for how long? 14 oh no 11 or 12 years something like that 11 or 12 years and this is how fucked up the system is he he gets sent to prison for 10 11 years right uh for taking bribes kickbacks kickbacks for favorable outcomes for doing deals with cartels like this this guy is i mean what a fucking beauty this guy is right Like, like you get 10 years for basically corrupting the entire political system in Cameron County to where we don't even know now which of the cases that you supervised were are legitimate and aren't legitimate. Does this case fall under that? Yeah. Every case he handled would fall under that. Every case. Do we know how many cases there were under him? I I heard at one point, I don't remember what, what the number was. I want to say a dozen, at least a dozen. So it's like, yeah, yeah, there, there was probably more. We should make it easier to go through them, but right, like, um, you know. But now you're talking about, yeah. Now you have to, and what I've been pushing for is a moratorium on the death penalty here, at least down here, and right. get it, get everything looked at again. What are, I mean, in my mind, the best way to handle the situation. But again, I, I don't know if it's even legally possible or not. If so, what to do is to have a retrial. Well, they would have to agree to it. They would have to see if there's enough evidence to go, oh, oh, you know, enough eye-opening evidence to go, yeah, she does deserve a retrial. Well, just the fact that five of the jurors are now regretting their decision after... And they, and they all say the same shown, thing. After, right, after being shown evidence that, that they weren't allowed to see in court. Right. I mean, that's that's huge. It's a huge, huge. Right. And, and the, uh, the, the part that sucks was that one of the... I think it was a jury foreman... If I'm not mistaken, he testified at the, uh, there was a committee, there was a, a hearing last week in right. Austin. I don't know if you caught that or not. Yes. And the What's DA. Was it, was it, who, is his name Julio? Uh, I'd have to look it up. 
Yeah, I mean, it could be like Ted or something. Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> so he, he testified. He They wrote something down, and his daughter, I believe it was his daughter, read it for him. And then the DA, the current DA, which is Lewis Sions, you know, criticized that. Said, oh, that sounds like a prepared statement. It sounds like a legal statement, you know, and he didn't put any credibility into that at all whatsoever. So, I mean, that's a whole other, you want to add another part of this is the current DA, when they asked him, you know, would you consider pulling the warrant under death penalty? And he's like, why should I? Why should I? And what about the other 195 cases that there are? Do I got to do the same with all of them? Wow. To me, which was like, well, if it's a death penalty, you got no choice right now. Because mm-hmm. how, how can you send somebody with non-airtight evidence to to the death chamber to p- put to death? Yeah, that's that's that just doesn't you know. Make I keep referring to the guy here in Brownsville. Um, I want to say John Allen Rubio. John, De- yeah, right. Decapitated his three kids. But I think he took a plea to not get the death penalty. Oh, he's on he's on the death penalty right now. Oh, he's on okay. death row. We'll but but you talk, you're talking about a guy who the police showed up and he said, "Hey, handcuff me. I just killed my kids." Mm-hmm. And uh, the police walked in and found all that bloody mess. Yeah, that was a horrible. You know, and if somebody should not be on this planet, well, that guy is front of the line right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. I disagree with you, but it's it's in that case that we it's and that's clear, like very cut. clear cut and obvious yeah, yeah exactly and M- melissa you got too many doubts there's too many questions yeah i don't disagree with you you and, know and i had mentioned on, on that rubio case that he's not on death row because he took a plea melissa didn't want to take a plea because she was like she was innocent she maintained her she innocence. maintained her innocence do you yep. think if she had taken that plea she would have gotten less time or still be the two to twenty Oh, she probably would have gotten less. It was 30-year plea, and she probably would have got out in about 20, is what they say. And um, But she consulted with her family, and she said, they want me to take, they want me to plead guilty. And they're like, mm-hmm. well, did you do it? She's like, no. I said, okay, then don't plead guilty. I mean, there's but, something but, to be said for that, too. Yeah. Yeah, she, even in the documentary, she said, why should I plead guilty to something I didn't do? And again, if you want to look at neglect, that's a whole other thing. It's a whole other trial, whole other to, trial. to examine. Yeah. But again, like we just said, like we all said, agree to it. Neglect isn't necessarily offer or warrant a death penalty. Right. And to get back to, to the DA in this case, her lawyer, Gilman, um, he was basically a shoe in with the DA's office after this case. And like, Three months later, he went from public defender to prosecutor for the DA. Is that true? Highest paid prosecutor, more paid making prosecutor. more money than anybody else who had been there for years. Like hmm. 10 years, He was yes. the highest paid. And his wife, she came on board too. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's it's stuff like that, man. That Because he obviously did a shitty job representing Melissa. And then to go ahead and hire him with more pay like what is that saying you know what i mean yeah. was he already bought from the beginning maybe he was so already shooing yeah. i would see it would seem so because it seemed like he was working for the prosecutor instead of a defense you know he was trying to put her away instead of trying to save her and that's that's the feeling from the from the lucio camp right and especially oh, yeah. the, i'm sorry go ahead no that, totally there was so much so much evidence so much testimony from so many people 
that would raise so many questions that if you would have brought two or three of those people forward, the whole jury would have been, hmm, yeah, maybe maybe not. Now you have a doubt. Now yeah. you're not supposed to convict. Hmm. <sighs> and let's I mean, talk about that while this was going on, Villalobos was running for re-election. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Also, is yep. that... And, and I had heard that, you know, prior to this, I, I don't know how true it is, but that there was something going on in Brownsville where they convicted a guy of his crime. He was supposed to do ten. Uh, he was supposed to do time, but they let this man go to clear up his stuff that he had to clear up, and then return to come to jail. And the guy fled for ten years. Jeez. So I don't know. It sounded like he just needed to make a statement with this Melissa case to get yeah. back in. Yeah, he had to cover up something that they fudged up. Yeah, and he had yeah. been running as like a guy that's going to be tough on crime. Yeah, like, kind of like they all do, right? Like we're going to be tough on crime, and we're going to take any bullshit. We're going to protect yeah. you and your children and <laughs> and as texans that that's what you want to hear right i mean i know yeah. any state but as in particular in texas that's what you want to hear yeah he's gonna be tough on crime that's for damn sure and, and then, just, then here they go let this guy go and now now he's on the run and they're trying to find him and then melissa lucio pops up yeah, you know, she's a hispanic woman she's hispanic she's a woman uneducated she's, she's a, she's a drug addict she's poor uneducated on yeah. welfare yeah. i mean there's some probably some texas alone would, would say send her the send her to the execution chamber just on the fact that she was getting two to five thousand dollars a month on yeah. welfare yeah and even even that's questionable because you know they always had to go to the pantry to get food to that to that uh, homeless shelter loaves to get fishes. loaves and fishes to get right. to get two meals at least that's where they went but again so. this is speculated that she was getting the welfare at the time that maybe she was on drugs and that money was going to drugs. Yeah, that that, that was yeah. what was the speculation, right? So, yeah. Yeah, they wouldn't have the food because it's probably going up their noses or they're smoking it or something. You know what I mean? It's yeah, and, and that's a lot of money because that many kids, you'd get a, a hefty amount of money for, uh, for food, I yeah. imagine. Yeah. And so, I mean, one, one of the things that this is, doesn't really have anything a lot to what doesn't have a lot to do with the case but i want to know how you feel about this manny because i've it's always been insane to me dude how the position of district attorney is one that's an elected position because yeah. when we talk about like justice and matters of justice right like you should only be able to look to evidence and try to get to the truth into determining whether whoever's uh being charged as innocent or guilty right but when you infuse a political position like district attorney now you're injecting a whole bunch of other a bunch of other situations into the the justice system right in this case Amanda Belovos, right he wants to prove a point right he's it's election time and now so he's thinking about his own political career over the the lives of the people that he's supposed to you know either Yep. Protect or, or 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 let loose, you know. So it's just it's crazy to me, dude. How how our system is is set up like that. It is. It's it's sad because you know that's why we're hoping. It's okay. So that's another train of thought is that they want to hurry up and bury this so that that never comes up. You know, we don't look mm -hmm. into the corruption. We don't look into you know why was he pushing so hard to to win this one, right? 
I mean, at all costs. It was just like, let's get her over with and win it, and let's get her on death row and then get her over with. And 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 this in the middle of you've had other people on death row who've been there for twenty and thirty years, hmm. and some of them still don't have a date, but they're on death row. Now all of a sudden, all of a sudden they want to push Melissa to the front of the line on some on some shady evidence. Yeah, it seems squirrely. Yeah, and so. Yeah, and so Manny, looking forward, what percentage do you put in? Do you put on her getting a stay of execution? I think finally this is getting some statewide and national attention. Now that the, the days go by, that it's sad that it took. It's getting closer, you know, to a few days. Yeah, because um, because your girl Kim Kardashian, she uh, <laughs> she, tweet, she tweeted about it, right, and then she deleted it afterwards. Am I right about that, or what, what happened? I don't, I don't know if she deleted it, but uh, you know, you you get that cancel culture that starts criticizing it. Oh, she wants to release uh, another criminal, all that kind of talk. Instead of again, instead of looking at the facts, look at read up on Melissa. Look at read the whole story, and nobody wants to do that. All they want to go is based on you know your your headline, whatever your headline is, and that's ah, sad. Yeah, that is sad. And then you had to, obviously you had some congressmen from Texas and some senators also petition to the governor to on both sides on both sides of the well, aisle. On both sides it was like a hundred of them or something, no? Yeah, and uh, they all went. A lot of them went to visit Melissa, and they had, they had it was a very awesome photograph with her there, and she had a white jumpsuit on, and right. they were in, they were in prayer either after or right before. Now, but, do you know I mean, if, if any of that has gotten to the governor? Oh, the governor is aware. But the governor legally cannot make a ruling on this until the Board of Pardons and Paroles makes their decision. And that happens two days before the actual execution. That could happen, that could happen three hours after the scheduled execution. Oh, wow. What? Yeah, sometimes the, the governor will have to delay the execution because we haven't heard back from. Uh, the board. Oh, I thought like oh, after, I thought, like, after <laughs> she like after she after the no, no, person no, like yeah. done like what the... yeah if, no if it's like when a minute tax, before we made a mistake reviver like... yeah put our taxpayer no. money to, to good use once again huh? if it's if it's time to you know five minutes before that's when he can rule on it legally he really can't do or say anything about it right now so so it's not that he doesn't want to. He's not able to. The one person who can is the DA who doesn't want to. The current DA. Yep. Louis Science. It's not the other, it's not the other guy that's, that's <laughs> no, in prison. Yeah, it was calling from Joe. Yeah, listen, guys. I think I really fudged this one up, man. I think, I think we should. Louis Science, he's got all, he's seen everything. Uh, presumably, he's seen everything. Any, and, any, and he uh, could pull the plug on, the, and put a, he could withdraw the, the death penalty warrant. Any indication on where he's leaning he's not saying oh, what he did say during that hearing was that well if the board of part of the pros doesn't do anything you know i will i will I, I will make sure something gets done but i don't know nobody believes them really <laughs> I, we you don't get a warm fuzzy from that guy yeah i imagine it's one of those cases where you just want it to go away yeah yeah but i think that hearing kind of put him in a bad spot. He might have put himself in a bad spot a little bit. Right. And um, now everybody's watching what he's going to do. And yeah, hopefully. Because he, he committed himself. People are going to remember that come election time. Same so, thing with Governor Abbott. So the man behind the mic meter, where, where do you see this going? I see a stay of execution happening. 
You see it? Yeah. Now, are you close to the family, like to Melissa Lucio's family, to some of them, all of them? Uh, the only one I talk to on an almost regular basis is John and his wife, John and his wife, Michelle. I've reached out to the other kids trying to get them on the, sh on the show or to talk to me, but they just won't. They'd rather do their TikTok thing. And my, my question is, I wonder, you know, if she doesn't get this state of um, execution. State of execution. And they go through with the, the date of April 27th, will the kids be going? I, I actually heard one say that, that he would be there. Yeah, from what I understand, most of them will not be there. Oh, okay. I, I saw and, John... and even And even if, they, if Melissa is released... They want nothing to do with her anyway. Oh, wow. Most of them? I won't say most. I'll say some of them. And some of, some of the TikTok, the TikTok ones. Oh. I'll mm -hmm. say I'll say that much. And that's and they make no bones about that. So so they're pretty they're pretty open about that, huh? Oh, yeah. Cuz yeah. she's been in jail for what? 13 years? 14 years? 14, yeah. And then to come oh. out, and her babies were little at the time. I think the the one after Mariah, Mariah was what three? Selena, right? Oh, Selena, right? No, after it was um... Bobby. <sighs> Couldn't say exactly. Okay, but can you imagine? She didn't have a bond with Mariah because for those two years that they weren't together. Can you mm. imagine how distant her and her children have become because of this situation? Yeah. I wonder if she. Of course, anybody in jail would want to get out. But is she looking forward to that, to being just disconnected from from her actual family? You know what I mean? She she actually... Anything's better than being in jail. Oh, yeah. You know, to this day, to this day, Melissa still wants to be close with her, all of her kids. Mm -hmm. She still loves them all. She still wants to see them. And that's why it's so hard when you hear her her daughter say, I don't want nothing to do with her. You know, I don't want her to die, but I don't want nothing to do with her. And do they write to her? Do they call her, any of them? I, I I don't know what the frequency is. I know John is there every weekend, oh, and wow. the the daughters have not been there to see her in the fourteen in, years. In, in in a while, in a long while, oh. yeah. Oh man! No. And there's a lot of infighting there too. Oh, you know, John right. John's got power of attorney. He doesn't let us see her. But the reality is that there's a very limited list, especially right now, that she's on uh, in isolation because of death row. So the only but if, people, but if Van uh, Telsa can see her, I'm, I'm pretty sure kids can see her. No, uh, it it would take a an act for that to happen at this point. An act of Congress, which means zero percent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, John had to say before he's got the power of attorney. However, if you know, he told me if anyone of them wanted to see her, he would make it happen. He would allow it to happen. But believe me, they're not they're not out there jumping up and down trying to go, oh, pick me. I want to go see. I want to go see. Uh, Manny, do you talk to Melissa? Have you ever been in contact with her? Or I have not. All I've done is I've sent her email via JPay. You, you oh, can okay. e email her via an app called JPay. Mm -hmm. Oh, well. Has she responded? No, she has not. But she gets hundreds every day. Hundreds. I can imagine. Hundreds. Oh, yeah. yeah, so uh, John has relayed a message. Uh, from me through through him and he's there he sees it about three or four times a week right now oh, oh wow. wow yeah they're, they're they spend a lot of time there that makes sense and the, you know that's the other part of the problem with the family with with their 
friction. They were accusing John of getting, you know, he's only out there because he's getting paid to be out there. Uh. He's only paid to be an activist because uh, these uh, freemelissalucio.org, the Innocence Project, right? that they must be paying him. Well, the, the truth is they're covering his expenses. You know, they're paying oh, okay. for meals, transportation, and lodging out there, but they're not paying like here. Here's a thousand bucks. Yeah. They're not paying for stories or or uh, what is it called interviews or anything like that, right? And so right. On, on on this uh, on this on this case specifically, is there anything is there anything we left out, Manny? We covered bite marks that wasn't there, in your opinion. <laughs> Bruises, how they happened. So that was not she was not beaten to death. May have happened. Just just to be clear for the fact checkers. And, uh, you know, there's no smoking gun. There's no photographs. There's no, there's no eyewitnesses that she pounded on her the way the police officer said, show me how you pounded on, on that doll, that little doll that they brought out. Right. There's no evidence of that. And she's, there's just, there's too many questions. Which even like if, if she like spanked her like that, you know, that was, that was, that was a normal Wednesday afternoon for me. <laughs> right. <laughs> You know, um, I'm sorry, but do you think going back like on her education and the poverty stuff, if she was educated, you know, maybe she had a little bit of money. Do you think she would have asked for counsel, gotten a better lawyer? And do you think she'd still be in the same situation? Well, yeah, you know, I mean, that's hard to put a gauge on because we all think, you know, we all watch Law and Order. <laughs> we watch Cops and we, and we and the first 48 and we already know those magic words i want my attorney yeah you're right and that's and why she didn't do that at all at all is i mean not everybody knows you know not everybody's in and out of jail all the time yeah or arrested all the time or you know involved in some kind of legal mess all the time not everybody knows that or because she thought she was innocent or she is right well her her, her train of thought was i'm innocent i'll say guilty and then we'll fix this in court yeah mm. Guess what? They they didn't know that she was gonna. They didn't know she didn't know they were gonna throw in the death penalty. Well, which comes from a lack of education. Yeah. Right. You could say that. Yeah. I did say that. Would you but say a, that? But a lack of education doesn't make you a murderer either. You know. No, of course not. Of course not. Um, I I, I want to get your opinion on one other thing, Manny. Before we uh, before we let you go, sadly. Yeah. FD um, did not hang himself. What? <laughs> oh, not, not that. Okay. No, no. Uh, the case that happened out of was it was it far? Far Texas. Yeah, about the three boys. About the three boys. Oh, that beat up the stepfather. To beat the stepfather to death. Come on, Manny. I, I like you in just this one conversation. Don't disappoint me. <laughs> I think we're gonna draw swords on this. So I, ha I have their names tattooed on my arm right here. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> okay, now let's close it. <laughs> <laughs> with a big with a big free on top of them or what uh, <laughs> you know the, the the two brothers i can see where they're emotionally involved i, I think they should have left their friend out of it like, okay, okay, real, real quick just just for just so, so people know what the f we're talking about uh in far texas there was two brothers who found out that their stepdad was sexually molesting their sister their step yeah Yes, correct, correct. Right. And then when, when they found out, they basically beat him to death. 
and they recruited a friend to help them beat him to, to help them right okay now there's a lot of look um, you want them freed <laughs> i don't know if i go that far but i don't know did they do society a favor right yeah but that's a moral question that's not a legal question you know right? was it uh you know street justice you know, Morally, I, was it right? Because, because I told Heather this, dude, that I would have probably done the exact same thing. Many because, people would have, yeah. Right, but then again, morally, a lot of people would have would have agreed with me on that. But legally, the law just can't say, "Look, vigilante justice is going to be." We're going to exempt this one situation because then they'd have to do that across the board. Then, right. you, then you would just complicate the entire entire legal system yeah i haven't even heard what's going on with that i, I think i think a lot of people are quietly are are kind of looking the other way because of what what happened what the crime was but i mean I, you know they're, they're gonna have to pay at some point now what's a good what's a good sentence for 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 these guys i mean you could say it was uh what do you call that a crime uh, emotional crime of, crime of passion crime of passion however they planned this out this didn't this was not a spur of the moment thing they planned this out and they followed him yeah and they lured him to a location mm -hmm. so, so it was premeditated yeah yeah man I, I would love to know more more details about this like how long in between the time they found out Yes, until, that's what I want to know too. Until yeah. this happened, because that would change. I think that might change my opinion on things. You know, uh, because yeah, if it I, happened, believe that, I believe it was a, a couple days. Oh, up to days. up to a couple days, yeah, that's max crazy. a couple days max. It was a bunch of hours. I remember because they found out about it, and then they were scheming to figure out how they were going to handle it. Mm, so damn, that's that's tough. So now does that change your view on things? Yeah, it, it does. Yeah, that, that, it, for it me, does. it's like, yeah. yeah it does, it, it because I, I understand the crime of passion. I said, now, now you're like, taking it, it Like off. if you walk in on it, seeing it happen, oh, oh yeah, you're, yeah, you're yeah, going to yeah. tear the guy limb from limb and nobody's right. going to question you on it, right? Oh, yeah, for sure, for damn sure. And I think I think legally you'd, you'd, you'd probably be... Uh, You'd, you'd be okay now in in the case of somebody like uh, did you hear about Cain Velasquez refresh my memory on that okay so you know who Cain Velasquez is right you have sea fighter ex ex heavyweight champion oh yes 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 okay so he found out I believe that his niece was getting the it's the same thing she was getting molested. molested by by some guy right and so he chases after this guy who's being driven by his parents he has a gun on him and he's just starts shooting at him right ends up hitting his father who's driving him the uh the the accused he ends up hitting the accused's father yeah. right and now he's obviously he's in jail right because attempted for attempted murder like in this situation it's even it's even harder to understand because there's a lot of people who will need jerk shade emotionally say free Cain Velasquez like there's a huge movement that, that wants to free this guy but I don't, I don't know how you say that like I, I get the issue of like <clears throat> these pedophiles and wanting them gone and shit like that trust me like nobody hates these motherfuckers more than me but if we're talking about from a legal perspective 
it's a tough one, man, because I know my answer morally. But then again, you you hit an innocent guy. Yeah. Now, was it attempted murder? Is that, what they, is that what they got him on? Um, I'm still reading up on that. I wonder, wonder why they, they didn't try to do something like uh, negligent homicide or negligent uh, attempted murder or what do they call that? Uh, shoot, I can't remember. I mean, he totally missed the intended target. Mm-hmm. So and that he, was kind of and he could have killed him. In, yeah, the guy who was innocent. Yeah, he was charged with 10 counts, including first-degree attempted murder right. and nine gun-related charges. If found guilty of all charges, King faces more than 20 years in prison. Oh, shit. For attempted murder. Mm-hmm. And this all went down, like, at a daycare. So the oh. man worked at a daycare. Oh. And oh, it goodness. didn't only happen to that one individual. There was other kids. And, like, from what I'm reading... It doesn't say that he was assaulting them. I think he was just playing with himself in front of the kids. Which it's not right, right? But yeah, this pervert pedo was. But it, it changes. It changes the. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it does. I mean, unfortunately, he was just too reckless doing that, going out about yeah. it the way he did. Jeez, man, these topics are are tough, man. Oh, I know. You could pick another one. We'll stay here for another two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Right? Yeah. Well, goddamn, man. Um, I don't know. To, to wrap it up, I don't think there's enough evidence to call Melissa a murderer. And she shouldn't be on death row, to say the least. And we hope that oh, Governor Abbott does the right thing or the Board of Pardons and Paroles. The Board of Pardons and Paroles has received over 8,000 pieces of um, evidence, snail mail, letters. Oh, okay correspondence snail mail dude that's in, offensive in, in support of uh oh yeah no offense, no offense <laughs> you, you're talking to two people here that belong, Wrap it up, that, that <laughs> man it was good talking to Doug. oh geez okay <laughs> uh yeah you know there, there's, there, she's getting a lot of support and whether it'll make a difference or not it'll be it's, it's i just hate the fact that they have to wait till the last freaking minute mm-hmm. yeah to make this now, if you hear anything before we do can you you know let us know about that because oh, yeah. you know, we're invested in this and I, I know a lot of other people are invested in it as well and who knows man maybe before uh before the 27th um we'll we'll do something again and and kind of refresh the the uh the case for everybody yeah get, get refreshed get updated on everything yeah because that's only what are we six days out seven six days out six days yeah six days all right manny where can where can people find you man you can find me on facebook or youtube at manny behind the mic just straight across like that the way you see it down here right and um you can find me there i'm usually on two to five times a week it's usually at 10 30 at night <laughs> But uh, lately, I've been going on a couple times a day. So I've been streaming uh, the the Johnny Depp trial. Oh, that's something else. Oh, there. that's yeah, crazy. That, that's that's been interesting. You know, you get some people saying, "Oh, well, who cares? Who cares?" I'm like, yeah, you know what? It's interesting. You don't. A lot of people don't get to sit in a courtroom and see what what goes on in something like this. That's public interest. Yeah, she's a she's a psycho nut job, and I hope he wins. <laughs> <laughs> that that's my opinion. You know what? When I first heard about all this going on and the abuse he was doing to her, I was like, you know what? F Johnny Depp. Like, how can he beat? Mm. At that time, I thought Amber Heard was a beautiful woman. You know what I mean? Like, how could he beat her? 
and now daily something else comes out and it's just like oh my god like yeah sue her for as much as you can for defamation of character like right we're talking about a chick chick who's throwing ashtrays at him and stuff and uh putting out a cigarette butt on his cheek and stuff oh man poor poor man i I hope he wins now but i don't think i'll still see his movies All right, Manny. Thanks again, man. If y'all uh, if y'all have never seen Man before or heard his podcast, get yourself some Manny. Find him like he said on Facebook and on YouTube at Manny Behind the Mic, brother. Thanks for coming on. Let's do it again soon. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. All right, brother. We'll see you next time. Take see you care. later, Manny. Bye. All right. What did you think about that? Good. It was fun, and I think I think we talked about the ins and outs of the case pretty good. We gave our opinions, and we were trying to be fair. Yeah. No, we're trying to be fair. I'm, I'm trying to be fair to Melissa. I'm trying to be fair. But at the end of the day, like, well, all that really matters is justice for Mariah. Right? Yeah. Somebody did that to her. I mean, and maybe the person's already paid in the opinion of some. Yeah. Or maybe the person hasn't paid in the opinion of others. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I, we might not ever know. But, uh, hey, guys, thanks for, uh, thanks for tuning in. This is the RC3 Podcast. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on YouTube. And you can find my podcast on Spotify. Uh, now, including the lovely, sensational, bodacious Heather Bear. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Tune in, comment, you know, just follow Rowley here. He knows what he's doing. We'll see you next time. Don't you doubt it. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you.